0: Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and in context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Anonymous
2: podcast.
1: We're on episode 59 tonight of the Guiding Principle Study. That's on tradition seven. Before we get started, we're gonna start with some introductions. Des, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure, hi everybody, I'm an addict named Des. I, um, what do I say? Oh, my clean date is July 24th of 1995. I come from the Wisconsin region and I attend meetings virtually and in Wisconsin. And my home group is We Choose to Live out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, a fully virtual meeting. Thank
3: you.
1: Awesome, good to see you, Des. What's going on, Mike?
3: Hello, I'm an oh. addict, Mike, from Massachusetts. My clean date is January 1st, 2017. My home group is the I Can't we can group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet on Thursday nights in Everett, Massachusetts at 8 p.m. And I attend meetings in the Northeast Mass area of Narcotics Anonymous, NEMA for short. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Good to see you. Hey,
1: Duran, what's going on?
3: A
4: Duran addict. Um, my home, my clean date is March 13th, 2020. My home group is Clean and Free Group of Narcotics Anonymous in Astrobula and also Saturday Night Delight, cleaning for, um, in Astrobula. I attend meetings in the um, Buckeye region of Ohio.
1: Awesome, Duran. Thanks. How's it going, Donna?
5: Hi, everybody. My name is Donna. I'm an addict out here in Eugene, Oregon. I got clean when Duran was three years old, 11 1985 My home group of solutions for living in Eugene, Oregon, 6 p.m. on Sundays, come see us sometime.
1: Awesome, thank you. Thank you for being here
0: when we were three years old. Eric. Hey, I'm an addict, my name's Eric. Um, I was five when Donna got clean. My clean date is September 16th, 2019. I live in the Suncoast area, of Florida. My home group is a Friday night clean in Bradenton, Florida.
1: All right. Thanks, Eric. What's going on, Stephanie?
6: Hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie. I am an addict in recovery from South Carolina. My clean date is June 25th, 2021. And my home group is virtual newcomers out of El Paso, Texas. We meet every day virtually.
7: Awesome, Stephanie. Thank you, Phil. My name's Phil. My clean date is 4 My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania.
1: Awesome. Good to see you, Phil. Um, my name is Will and I'm an addict. My clean date is February 27th of 2013. My home groups are uh, the Clean and Free Group in Ashtabula, Ohio on Wednesday nights and Monday Night Miracles in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Um, And I was at least old enough to ride a bike when Donna got clean, so a little older than you guys. Um, So welcome back, everybody. Uh, We left off on page 121 um, of the Guiding Principles book with a couple uh, on on the spiritual principles. We have two left, unity and autonomy. Deron's going to start us off with unity. And go ahead, Daron.
4: Duran Addict, um, Tradition 7, every NA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. And um, i got the spiritual principle, of unity. Um, thinking about this, like the, the unity that, that's what Narcotics Anonymous is about to me, like us all coming together as one, working for the greater good of ourselves and the fellowship, you know, one addict helping another um also um you know it takes a lot it takes a lot for um for us to come in here and 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 work together because we weren't used to working together unless we were scheming some stuff and we were always manipulating people (laughs) but like in Narcotics Anonymous we come together and like I said for the greater good of, of us and the fellowship and um we're just I don't know I'm I don't know what to say, with that I passed. Thanks,
1: Jaron. Does anybody else have anything on unity?
5: Hey, Donna. Hey there. So I guess the only thing that comes to mind when in terms of the seventh tradition is, you know, just more about like that we can do together what we can't do alone. Right, if one person had to pay the rent or one person had to carry PR in a com- community or one person had to do the Asian Island in a community, that, um, that would be hard. And it would uh, end up with one person's personality involved in making the decisions and carrying the message, right? And so uh, that's all I think about when I think in terms of um, the seventh tradition and unity, we have to have a common purpose We have to have common values a common mission you know and um and and partly in how we um present ourselves to the public you know so that's all i have to add about that thanks donna des
2: yeah i i uh i love all that's been said and i i also want to say that that unity in the seventh tradition it's all about that stuff donna said and also like, it takes the burden away. Like when I got clean, I was so insanely uh, I just didn't want to rely on anybody. Cause I didn't trust anybody. I couldn't even think that anybody else would help me or, and I felt so like on an isolation Island, like I was on my own. If I couldn't figure it out, I just wasn't, it wasn't happening for me. So um, being thinking about unity in the seventh tradition and NA, I don't have to figure it all out today. I can go to a group. I can say, Hey man, let's do this together and we all talk together, we all pray together, we vote together. It's a group conscience. It's like all of us working together. And just like when we need to pay the rent or, or put on a function or do H&I or do public relations, we don't do any of that alone. And I know sometimes like I live in a real rural part of the world and sometimes somebody's like, well, there's nobody else to do it, I'm gonna go in alone. And I'm always that person who's like, no man, we always do H&I together. We always go together or else it becomes Des is Narcotics Anonymous or whoever is Narcotics Anonymous. And that's not how it is. It's all of our NA. So I'm grateful for that unity and remembering that we're all in this together. And, I, and I'm really grateful to have learned that here in NA because I was so like, I just was incapable of relying, trusting, or leaning on another person. And I barely trusted myself when I got here. So it, it's really cool to have this in my life and in NA. That's all.
1: Awesome, thanks, Dez. What you got,
7: Phil? Oh, I could really dig what she said. Uh, that that was real good. Uh, but I'll I'll be real quick. Uh, uh, with with the with the uh, unity piece, you know, I still look at uh, our uh, wholeness and, and oneness, and uh, all of us being one. But as far as it goes with um, that um, southern tradition, I I think of the fully self supporting. And, and like all of us and like, like all uh, of, of the support and things we got depends on uh, all of us and all of us uh, coming to, together to make that, uh, that wholeness and, and fully, is, fully is just what it is, it's, it's fully. And I just think that's uh, so cu- cool as far as that tradition goes.
0: Awesome.
1: Thanks, Phil. Yeah, I I can relate a lot with what people said, um, the unity piece, I think it's seven tradition that that kind of speaks to me in, in hindsight is like, you know, from the first day I got here, I was relevant to Narcotics Anonymous. Um, and that's, that's something super cool to me because, uh, you know, through military sports, things like that, like camaraderie was always really important to me being a part of something. Um, and then, you know, my use obviously just took me away from a lot of those things. Um, and to find out it qualified me to be a part of something, uh, and then there's people here, and all jokes aside, like Donna that have been here forever that are willing to give me information for free um, is is super crazy, you know, to me. Like, I uh, I can't think of many resources I've gone to where they're just like, hey, come get this and it's free, you know, um, whether it be for money or, or like right now I'm trying to write grants for like nonprofits and like, you can come take this class for 500 bucks and we'll teach you how to ask for help. You know, like, I'm like, man, you know, so just, just uh, that, that's pretty cool that, you know, a bunch of non-professionals, non things like that are, are supporting something that's so big. Like it, this is so large. Um, and then we, I don't need to explain how big Narcotics Anonymous is, but to just think this is started with a few addicts, just wanting help from one another. Um, and just showing how, I guess how relevant to the world it is because it's growing the way it has. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, so anybody else, right. We're good. All right. Next, I have uh, Eric on autonomy.
0: Hey, thanks, Will. Um, I'm an addict, my name's Eric. Sorry, I'm pretty tired. I'm just sitting here thinking. I'm still thinking about unity, though. And uh, I don't know. I was trying to look it up in the basic text, and because um, there's somewhere it says, uh, "When we come together," I'm I'm sure I'm misquoting it, but bear with me. When We come together in a spirit of unity. We the results are greater than the sum of their parts exponentially greater. I think it says even, it also reminds me of like how like, I think somewhere else it says, uh, you know, we share our pain, it's lessened and we share our joys. It's multiplied, man, like how powerful unity is, you know, and, um, so then I guess I'm going to just go right into autonomy. So I looked up a couple definitions here and, uh, you know, the first one's obvious the right or condition of self-government, you know, and, um, I think it perfectly ties in with uh, our self-support. You know what I mean? Like they complement each other, man. You know, without without being self-supporting, we wouldn't have our autonomy. You know what I mean? If we let outside influences affect us, uh, you know that that breaks up our autonomy. And, and by keeping our autonomy, you know, we're able to keep our freedom. But this this is a really cool definition. Check this one out. It says in, in Kantian moral philosophy the capacity of an agent to act in accordance with objective morality rather than under the influence of desires. So I really dig that, man. Like I have autonomy to live by a set of spiritual principles, man, instead of my selfish desires. So what a beautiful principle that is really, man. I'm so glad to be a part of this. That's it. Thanks.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Eric. We got any other hands up? All right. I'll just be real quick. I, one of the things with autonomy with this, I guess that I, I most appreciate is it doesn't matter how much or how little you give you also, we all still have the same, the same place in here. I mean, there, there's, there's people ahead of me with a lot, a lot of clean time. Uh, there's people that put more money in the basket than I do. There's people that do more service than I do at times and things like that, but it, it doesn't rank and file any of us. So, you know, just the, the ability to give back what you can and however you can, is just, that's super cool to me. Um, so moving forward, we're going to be on page 122 for members. The first two paragraphs, and I have Des starting us out. If she's back.
2: I'm back. Here I am. Awesome. All right. For members, even for those of us who don't see much of a link between the traditions and our personal lives, tradition seven seems to have particular significance. Uh, Practicing self-support is a big change for most of us. Addicts and Responsibility are a difficult combination. We tend to struggle with greed, jealousy, responsibility, and possessiveness. Often we believe we have money issues when we are actually struggling with control, suspicion, insecurity, and fear. Tradition seven offers us a road to freedom from those shortcomings as we learn to be accountable for ourselves. Addiction is a greedy disease. It takes everything from us, and in turn, we take from the people around us. We can see a clear connection between step nine and tradition seven when we recognize that being self-supporting is a form of amends to society and to the people who care about us. Each time an NA group or committee declines an outside contribution, it demonstrates that it is taking responsibility, responsibility for itself. Our experience as individual members is not that different. As we clean up our wreckage and take responsibilities for ourselves. We demonstrate our recovery to those who may not have had enough of our hollow apologies or or those who may have had, I'm sorry, to those who may have had enough of our hollow apologies. Making amends, taking on the project of self-support and learning to live within our means are part of the process of being restored to dignity. Together, Tradition 7 and Step 9 uh, offer restitution, restoration, and resolution. Wow, those are really good uh, words, all of them. So with that, with all that, all, all that huge bunch of stuff <laughs> that I just read, it, it just, sometimes the literature just blows my mind, honestly. And I read it and I'm like, wow, so cool. And, uh, and then I think about when I was, when I was using, and I remember being a, a young kid in active addiction and just Like thinking that um, I would never amount to anything. I would never break out of where I was at. I was just in a rut. It was just my plot in life. That was what I was destined to be. I remember my mother lining us up, uh, all of our our kids up, and I was the youngest one. And she would say, my father was absent. He wasn't there. And she would say, your father was an alcoholic and a no good drug addict. So that's what you kids have to look out for. And what I heard was that I'm a fucking junkie. So when I started using, I used really hardcore because I didn't know my dad. And I thought, well, I don't really like my mom. I want to be like my dad. Maybe he's better. <laughs> and then it just turned into massive addiction for me. And, um, and, I, and, and when I read this, I think about um, how it was when it says it's a greedy disease. Addiction is a greedy disease. It took so much of my life and, and didn't give a damn, you know? and I'm not a greedy person I'm a very generous giving person that's what I've discovered since I've been clean and um and thinking back to when I was small and when I was young and I thought this is all that I'm destined for this is it I'm just going to be a using addict because I'm going to be like my dad who I don't know you know and um and the miracle of na is that today I'm not that person I'm not just some person who just takes and takes and takes and is like an energy sucker and a just taking from everybody around me. I can give, I learned that in NA, I learned how to give freely without expectation of having anything back. Um, the other really cool thing is that um, I've met my father since I've been clean and he's more than just a dirty, rotten junkie. I mean, he still uses, but he's, he's a human and some of my qualities come from him. And some of my qualities come from my mom and the rest of the qualities come from my higher power, you know, and it's like this huge mix of all this beautiful stuff and, and being able to find that balance for me has been um, monumental for me because I've been able to learn that it's okay to give what I have without expectations, like to, to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to have a home group and I'm going to show up at my home group every week. Or, you know, my, I've only had home groups that show up every week. I've never had a daily one, but I'm going to show up every week and I'm going to make it the best home group that I can. And I'm going to be there and support everybody who comes in the doors. And, um, and that's part of the seventh tradition for me, just doing what I'm going to do, being where I say I'm going to be giving what I can give, you know, and not giving so much that I'm hurting either, but having enough to know that this is what I can give, whether it's time money, finances, you know, um, food, my house, whatever. And, uh, and, and I remember even in the early days of recovery, when I first got clean, I used to have addiction hotel. Cause I felt so bad when i got my first apartment, I was like, I never, I never had an apartment. And I thought, my God, if somebody's trying to get clean, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if they detox on my couch and they got clean? And that was a beautiful story. Cause I didn't have that in my story. Ay, ay, yay there's a lot of people who detoxed on my couch and a lot of them are not clean and they just kept detoxing on my couch, you know, and then some of them actually got clean. And, and finally I had to learn the balance of that, you know, that, that there's nobody detoxing on my couch weekly anymore, you know, and there have been some exceptions where some people have stayed in my spare room for a little while, but not for a long time. And it's not like, I don't just give that away freely anymore, but I did for a long time because I thought that was what I needed to do. So I don't know why I'm sharing so long. Other than all this stuff came to mind while I was reading this and I thought, man, NA has made me this beautiful person and I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful that the seventh tradition is so much more than all these horrible shortcomings that it read. It's the other side of those, the other side of jealousy, the other side of you know possessiveness. And I've found the balance with those words because of narcotics anonymous and because of the seventh tradition. So I will stop talking now and I see some hands up, which is exciting. So thanks you guys.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Des. What you got, Daron?
4: Yeah, this reading really took me like, wow. Okay, so like the part about the money issues when we are actually struggling with control, suspicion, insecurity, and fear. So (laughs) I remember when I I got clean and I'm like, man, I suck at money management. Like I cannot do this. Like there's like no way that Duran can control his spending. Like, but I didn't know that like it boiled down to like me not having self-control and like being insecure. So I felt like I had to buy everything. So literally, what I did is I asked my wife to take control of the finances because, like, I I can't I can't control myself. But now today, you know, a couple of twenty four hours clean, like I've learned that I don't have to buy everything. Like I don't have to mask anything up with spending money and doing this and doing that and and showing off that you know buying the newest shoes or whatever whatnot, like. I save up for things like I just quit smoking cigarettes and you know like th- I'm thinking like man this money that I'm going to be able to save it's amazing like I, I like I don't know what I'm going to do with it <laughs> but like to, to have it available like I'm not spending that like 200 and something almost 300 dollars a month on cigarettes like that's going to be able to go towards my family or something else something cool vacation maybe you know you never know like but that this is like a part of who i've become by being a part of narcotics anonymous this is the changes that narcotics anonymous has allowed me to change you know and like i it boils down to that uh learning to live within our means are part of the process of being restored to dignity and i've re- like that part really really got me i was really in love with that part because that's what i feel like i'm being restored to 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 dignity like i, I my whole soul my whole person like everything about me is different because I've been restored, you know, and I like the connection from to the, uh, the seventh tradition and the, the ninth step. Cause, um, it, my sponsor and I talked about the restitution, the restoration, the resolution, you know, we went into deep detail and, and reading this or listening to this really did court. They correlated a lot. You know, I'm making amends to, to the world around me because of, um, because of
7: Narcotics Anonymous. And with that, I pass.
1: Good stuff, Deron, what you got, Phil?
7: Wow, good stuff. That was from everybody. Okay, as we clean up our wreckage and take responsibility for ourselves, we demonstrate our recovery to those who may have had quite enough of our hollow apologies. You know, uh, uh, the home group has has really taught me a lot with, uh, this tradition and a whole lot of life things. And like the members shared of those different uh, character defects and things like that, that uh, that I had, uh, the home group um, uh, really helped me and taught me a whole lot of things with the responsibility and being fully self-supporting of the home group, of the home group being responsible. And and it was truly the the members that, uh, Taught me the meaning of, of the responsibility of things, uh, the character defects uh, uh, I can work on, and um, and then I, I like how uh, this went into um, the uh, the different steps too, like step nine and that, and uh, and that goes along with those uh, uh, hollow uh, apologies. Uh, uh, the members of, have, have have taught me. It, sometimes it's just more. It's going to be more than saying, I'm sorry, this and that, uh, I need to have some kind of, uh, action, you know, and the action can be, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, clean up after the meeting and, uh, if, if I got a couple extra bucks, throw a little couple extra bucks, uh, in the basket, uh, this and that, and, uh, and, and, and the, the other things, but, um, um, last but not least, um, one of the things, um, the, this tradition has, has taught me, as I heard, um, other members here, addiction is a, um, greedy disease. It takes everything from us and it, it turn uh, in turn we take from people around us. Uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want, I don't want to do that anymore, uh, in this world. And, uh, and since I've been in recovery, uh, I I'm, I'm not doing that anymore, you know, and, uh, it's just a wonderful thing to, to learn being in, um, Narcotics Anonymous and, uh, and in, in the program with uh, our traditions and with our steps. That's all I have.
1: Thanks, Phil. You got Stephanie?
6: Hi, everyone. Stephanie Addict. Um, first of all, I'm grateful to be here. I, uh, I think I took the same thing that every other person who shared before me from this, this reading. I am blown away by how we as addicts can come together and support ourselves. Because I certainly could not in active addiction support myself at all. Addiction is a greedy disease, right? And I took and took and took from everything and everyone around me until I had nothing left, right? And um, I'm very specific about that because I truly had a spiritual hole when I got here. And my disease made me act out in ways that I'm, not, I'm no longer ashamed of, right? But I'm guilty of acting that way. And the truth of the matter is society had to support me in my addiction in many, many ways. So the beauty of this tradition is that we can all come together and we can be self-supporting and we can make those living amends, Right. Society doesn't have to give us anything. We don't have to rely on the government to give us money to support our calls, to carry our message. We can do that ourselves, which is something none of us could have done alone outside of, outside of these rooms. So yeah, I'm really grateful for this tradition, all the traditions, but this one in particular, because it, it helps me make amends. It helps me feel responsible. It gives me the gratitude that I need to feel when I come to a meeting And I'm able to carry a message and I'm able to do that with a bunch of other addicts who are in recovery, who are helping one another and supporting one another, whether we have one hour clean or 35 years clean, it's, it's beautiful. And I'm really grateful for the unity. Don wants me to know that it's 37. (laughs) So thank you for letting me share guys.
1: Awesome, Stephanie. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to just repeat everything everybody said, but it, it really does ring to me like the first time I remember at least the words saying I'm taking responsibility for myself crossing my lips is me like explaining to my kids why I had to sign a plea agreement to go to prison again. Um, is, yeah, I got to be responsible for what I did, which is a bunch of bullshit. Please don't tell your kids that, you know, prison doesn't have to be a part of life. But I went from the military to uh, just prison in and out for for years and I never did have to take care of myself. Like I, didn't, I, I always, you know, hygiene basics were always provided for me. Um, it was a, it was a shock when I had to like, like I said last, like buy my own deodorant. Um, uh, I remember like announcing to people like, "Hey, I got car insurance now." Like that's fucking weird, right? Like on my own. My mom didn't pay for it. Um, I got car insurance, um, and I remember like we were talking about I was I, I quit smoking and it, it wasn't um people are like you're gonna feel so much better and it's gonna th-. I just had money that's the only thing I remember like I didn't quit because I wanted to I quit because I was broke I, I, I couldn't drink monsters because I was broke and for the first time in my life like I didn't buy things that were gonna set me back like I kind of understood like this money has to last me until next week which is weird because usually I just spend all my money and I find a way to hustle till next week you know um so so to, to start that trend, um, you know, I learned that in narcotics anonymous. I really love this line. It says, Often often we believe we have money issues when we're actually struggling with control, suspicion, insecurity, and fear. I have money issues because I buy the things I think I need, even though I don't to impress people I don't even like. I stole that from a movie, but that's okay. It rings true. You know, like it uh, you know, to hey, are you gonna be able to do this? Why are you wearing those clothes? You can't buy it, like I. I can't afford it. I can't afford it, you know? Um, and it does talk about a, a group, you know, shows its independence when it declines an outside contribution. Um, I like it. Like, we've talked about how, how people putting money into our groups could affect our leadership and, you know, our, our independence. So I absolutely get that. But, like, I and – and this has come to light through coming to this study for the last few weeks because – I do want my group to be the best group in the world all the time. And I do want it to have super cool stuff. Um, but it only takes two addicts and a basic text. And I also need anybody walking in going, wow, they got a lot of shit I don't have. You know, it, it's really just bare bones. Like what you show up with is all you need. So um, something to look at for me in my home group here. That is all I have. Um, next up, I have Donna.
5: And the old lady's going to share for you guys now? Okay, the practice of humility helps us be honest about our circumstances. We learn to live and give within the limits of our lives. Discipline is not a practice that comes naturally to most addicts. And the need to say no to ourselves can be quite a challenge. I wanted to buy dinner for my sponsor, an addict shared. She wouldn't let me because she knew I couldn't afford it. It was humbling, but it helped me to realize I don't have to pretend to be where I'm not. We all go through times when we need help of one kind or another. Asking for help may be as principled and as difficult as anything we've ever do. Practicing tradition seven in our personal lives doesn't mean that we ever ne- never need assistance, but that we are honest with ourselves about the help we need and its price, financially and spiritually. When we care for ourselves to the best of our ability, we grow in self-respect, and our relationships with others begin to change as well. Um, you know, going through these traditions with you guys and reading this book just makes these things so personal. You know, I mean, we people have been talking a long time about you know practicing the traditions in our own lives, and I say the same thing, right? But I've never really thought of it in these terms, you know. Uh, that stuff was around about the ninth step, right? That was not about the seventh tradition in my world. Um, so I'll just tell you the more recent, my more recent um, experience with with this. I I grew up. I'm the oldest of six kids. My mom abandoned us you know, my brothers and sisters were always my responsibility. When I was 18, 19 years old, I was in the Air Force and people were calling me Donna Mama, right? It's like always been my job to care for other people. And and recently I've come to understand that I have a, a generous and kind nature but that to continue to give to the point that it hurts me causes me problems maybe i can't pay my own bills recently my sister asked to borrow some money she's always really good about paying it back um but i said i can't do it unless i get it off of a credit card and she said oh that's what i was trying to avoid i'll do that myself right and i felt so bad saying no to her um uh, but the reality was she was perfectly capable of caring, doing it for herself. She just wanted to avoid those credit card fees. Um, and uh, so I've, I'm discovering that um, my generosity has a limit, and the limit is where it harms me. And uh, you think would think at 37 years clean that I am a little bit clearer about those lines, and I'm not. We all have our different uh, levels of growth right and that's still mine um the other uh so anyway those are my biggest lessons the other thing is it was talking about humility and i think that's really important to talk about i was i went and looked in the spiritual principles of day book for humility and um i found this one uh little bit i wanted to read where is it Humility is like kryptonite to our self-indulgence, jealousy and entitlement. It allows us to accept the beautiful muddle of our humanity, the truth of our perfectly imperfect selves and our authentic place in the world. We can have reasonable expectations of ourselves and let others be who they are without our interference. We can find humor in our shortcomings and try to do better when criticized instead of wanting to annihilate ourselves when we make a mistake. Learning a little bit about humility in this program was was really where some of my biggest spiritual growth came, right? Coming to understand that that I was no worse than other people. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has financial issues at some point, you know, of one kind or another. Um, Everybody needs help, right? It may not look like mine, um, but I was also no better than, anybody else, you know, because I was lucky enough to go to school and have an education and, you know, pay my way doesn't mean the person who can't necessarily do those things is less of a person than I am, you know, and finding that, you know, that, uh, uh, who I am today, if I'm in integrity, um, that's what humility is. We're no more or no less than who we really are, you know, who knew that that's what the seventh tradition had anything to do about. Right. So that's enough out of me.
1: Thanks. Awesome, Donna. Thank you. What you got, Mike?
3: Here's Mike. I'm an addict. Um, there was a line here that kind of struck me when we were reading it. And it says, um, I don't have to pretend to be where I'm not. And, you know, for me, I'm 41 years old with $10 in my name. And it hurts, you know, and I'm almost six years clean. And, you know, it just shows that you can struggle physically, mentally, spiritually, financially clean. And I don't know if it it's probably just me because like Will said, like, I want my home group to be so awesome. Like, I want it to be fire all the time. Like when people come in and share or because we always have literature or, you know, Maybe we have cookies every week or something. I don't know. And when I can't contribute, I feel bad. And and I've and I and and not just contribute, but sometimes I like to give an extra few dollars, you know, just because I I think I can. And I really can't, you know. Um, one dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. I mean, it all it adds up for me out of my wallet but even just that one dollar can go a long way in in the basket towards the group and to helping the next addict and um but when I can't contribute that I think just showing up is is being enough for the the person next to me um which is why I probably should share more which I haven't been because I my my diseased head tells me that I don't have anything to share. If it's not solution-based, don't say it, you know, cause I, I don't like sharing the mess too much, or I'm in a phase where I, I tell myself, I, I shouldn't be sharing anything other than just what, what works. And, um, in my readings that I've been doing over the, the weekend, um, and highlighting is that, uh, uh, that just showing up and sharing is part of what this program is about so that's all i have thanks
1: awesome mike thank you so much i get a ton out of everything you say what do you have daron
4: yeah thanks mike for sharing man um What really stuck with me was a practice and tradition seven in our personal lives. Doesn't mean that we never need assistance, but that we are honest with ourselves about the help we need and it's price financially and spiritually. I feel like that's like, (laughs) that's kind of like where I'm at in my life right now is like, I, I have people, people that like to do stuff for me. And I'm like, if I, if I want it, I'll go buy it. Like, and that's not me being rude or like, like, I don't need your help. If I need help, if I'm going through something, I have no problem today, like saying what's wrong with me, what's on my mind, or like, hey, I need help financially, maybe, or in- anything. Like, if anything's bothering me, I bring it to the table because, like, what I've learned in this program is that my secrets keep me sick. If if I'm like hiding something that's really, really wrong with me, then I'm not getting anywhere productive and I'm gonna fall right back into the same rest that I was in when I'm an active addiction and I choose to not live like that anymore I choose to like bring my problems to the forefront and talk about the things that bother me at any time that it it hits me you know when it comes to l- crying or anything when it comes to my emotions and um you know sometimes I have to like get a um how do I want to say this <laughs> like compassion sometimes is like I feel like I lack it because sometimes I feel like I say things so like smug and I don't mean to it's just the way that it comes out so I have to come back and apologize like I don't I didn't I didn't mean it like that I I apologize that it came out that way it's just sometimes I'm a stern person and I say things the wrong way but the program has taught me to like be able to get out of myself and come back and apologize for things like that. I don't know, that's just really stuck with me because that's where I'm at. Like I just, I have no problem with saying I need help. If I need help, I'm gonna say it because that's the only way I'm gonna get better. I came into this thing begging and pleading for help. And I still do that to today with that I pass.
1: Thanks, Jerome. what you
7: got Phil Wow uh, good stuff from everybody wow um, this whole thing is just spot on for me and uh, it's just right where I I am in life and in recovery and and with the the sponsorship family and and just the members but uh like the two um the two sentences here practicing tradition seven in our personal life doesn't mean that we never need assistance but that we are are honest with ourselves about the help we need and its price financially and spiritually. You know, um, disease of addi- addiction affects uh, all aspects of our lives, you know, spirit- spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. And uh, me getting up uh, in age, uh, that's one of the things uh, I've, I've been, been doing on. You know, I don't gotta give everybody a ride all the time. And the younger members and things uh, can give rides. and help out and chip, chip in and lately and I'm not using my uh as an excuse I have been getting out out of the way and um letting uh, other members of uh, do things and step up to the plate um this is the first time um um in years uh, uh we're getting ready to have our sponsor uh family get together over over the holidays we have we have it every year we haven't had it since the pandemic but we're getting ready to have it and this is the first year I um, uh, having it. The younger people in the sponsorship family have moved the older people out of the way, and they're putting it together now. And I just think it's so cool. Like you know, I, I'm out of the way. I I don't got to do nothing but maybe make a couple telephone calls and and just go. You know, the younger people are or just just really blown blown us away. And but then the last sentence that Donna was reading too that I really love too when we care for ourselves to the best of our ability we grow in self-respect and our relationships with others begin to change as well i want for fan in the flames uh in uh, and, and and everybody you know uh, our members and things like that and uh, uh you know j- j- just growing and uh, uh living and uh and and it, and it just means so much uh, in in this tradition of being fully self-supporting and including all, like the unity and all that. And we're all in this thing together. You know, it, it, you know, I'm not that important. That's all I have.
1: Thanks, Phil. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. I, I'm sure I've shared this before, but where he talks about you know, discipline and humility and being honest about our circumstances, uh, especially with uh, money or resources. Like when I got five years clean and I was, I was finally able to see my children again at my house. um, And I had a house and my, my, my girlfriend was my fiance and all these things were going just right. Um, I've been paying my bills on time for five years and you know, credit cards popped up and not because I wanted to ball out or flash, but like, I, I, I have a lot of shame and guilt about not having great Christmases, um, about not being able to do things like long story short, I ran up like $8,000 and fucking let's go on vacation, buy every Christmas present for the kids. um, trying to feel good about myself, you know, just, just trying to be, I don't, I'm not. It is what it is. I mean, maybe some misinformation about what a man is, or now I think I'm providing for people that have been providing for themselves fine just without me. Um, you know, I just wanted to feel like I was, I was doing the right thing. Um, and at five years clean, I found myself with one in my hand, you know, um, and I didn't take it, but like, I, that's how far it got me. And I think that's why this is this relevant um, Is is, and I always, it comes back to like, I can't, we can, right. So like, especially at home, like I'm I'm part of a relationship and my wife is, I shared about her on here a few times and maybe it sounds like she's mean. She's not, she's always been here for me through everything. She just doesn't put up with shit that she shouldn't at times. Okay. Um, and I, I just remember being on the couch and like her talking to me and I can't hear her because all I can think about is this credit card debt. Um, and at the same time I'm thinking about, you should know better because you know how much money I make. So really this is your fault. You didn't see this coming. You should have stopped me on that flight to Vegas. You should have stopped me when I'm buying five Furbies for sixty bucks a piece. Running, you know, like all this shit, man. And uh, you know, as soon as uh, as soon as I opened my mouth and talked about it, it went away. Um, and as soon as we were involved, and not just me, like the solutions showed up. Um, and, and I'm not gonna go through the whole story. We're fine now in that area. Like we, we plan ahead, we communicate. And, and it really just boiled down to, man, like, I just wanted I just wanted to feel like I was providing for people that didn't need, like, she makes as much money as I do. She really doesn't need me to pull every string. Um, as someone else talked about handling the finances in the home, I was new at it, and I was good. I was so good. And the first five years, like, I killed it. Like, like, my whole life turned around, and then I fucked it up again, I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to tell my sponsor, because he was attaboying me for getting it right the first time. I didn't want to tell her, because she was really happy. You know, I didn't want to tell the people closest to me because it was a it was a, a feel good, something I felt good about myself for doing. So, you know, the opportunity, not the opportunity, the, the catastrophe that came about, like I didn't want to share it because I didn't want to be embarrassed by it. And it talks about that right there. Like, I mean, just, you know, humility brought the answer. Um, outside that in the rooms, like, say, my home group, like, here's one thing I know I took on every service position they would give me just because I like to feel relevant again. Um, oh, and I know how to do this really well. I just learned it last week. So I can do it for you too. Um, I'm, I'm secretary in four meetings. I can be a GSR as well. He yeah, assigned me up six months later, like you motherfuckers need to help me out. Why you put me in a position like this? Nobody's doing shit around here. <laughs> you know. And, and it's the same thing, man, like, you know, looking at my time and, and decide, you know, and you know, figuring out what's not just relevant today or what's what's doable today. Is it going to be doable in six months? And, you know, I've learned to ask those questions at, at meetings when people are stepping up or stating willingness. Like, do, do you have a job? Are you looking for one? Do you have a family that you need to attend? You know, because, uh, you know, I just, I wasn't used to feeling good about myself. So when I people put me in a position to do something where I felt relevant and needed, um, I fed off that. Uh, so, so to understand like just what I can give is enough in here, it is pretty great. I am done. Um, Phil, I have you up next. No, I don't. I'm a liar. I have Stephanie.
6: Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm an addict. Living in accordance with tradition seven does not mean that we become fiercely independent or isolated in our autonomy. The principles of this tradition guide us to take responsibility for ourselves and our decisions. We think about our choices and their consequences and come to understand the relationship between the choices we make and the things that happen to us. In our reading, Why Are We Here?, we say through our inability to take personal responsibility, we were actually creating our own problems. Many years into recovery, we may see this pattern repeat. The solution is described by the problem. Taking personal responsibility frees us from our self-made prisons and opens us to alternatives and choices we may never have imagined. Being honest with ourselves about our financial reality is part of practicing this tradition. We may ask ourselves what is appropriate for us to contribute to NA. Considering this question in the larger context of our lives helps us make a more responsible decision than when we dig in our pocket for change at any given meeting. One member shared, when I was new, I panhandled so I'd have something to put in the basket. Another addict found out and told me to come to the meeting early and help set up chairs instead. He said they needed me at the meeting more than the money. Our money in the basket is no more or less important than our attention to the speaker or our hand on the broom. It takes both money and time to do what we do and contributing what we can when we can makes that possible. (sighs) Yeah, so I struggled for a really long time when I got to the rooms of NA because I got here because I lost my job and that created a lot of financial insecurity within me and I was living off of my 401k and I too needed to feel relevant and the only way I had ever done that was financially Have lots of nieces and nephews and I'm that auntie right who will take you to Build-A-Bear and spend $150 on a -A Build-A-Bear for you, right? So when I got here, I tried to do that same thing for a little while until thankfully, a predecessor said, you know, it's really not very intelligent to spend your 401k money putting money in the basket. Why not do some service? Get involved, right? So I took that suggestion, thankfully and didn't have to run my 401k dry. I mean, I did, but I didn't do it here. (laughs) Um, I am really grateful for the people who got here before me who made it evident that being here, carrying the message, just speaking at a meeting sometimes, can be just as giving and supporting of Narcotics Anonymous as putting a dollar or $5 or $10 in that basket. It talks in that first paragraph that I read about taking personal responsibility. I definitely did not take personal responsibility, right, in my active addiction for anything, especially financial things. I um, never thought about my choices or their consequences, right? I didn't care if my choices had consequences. Um, They were not going to be my consequences because I was not going to pick them up. I'll tell you that much. You could try to hand them to me all you want, but I was going to drop them. And uh, you could pick them up, but I was not going to. So understanding that relationship between the choices I make now and the things that happen, it uh, it's very freeing. That's the freedom that I get from these traditions. Specifically, this tradition is knowing that if I come to the meeting and I open the meeting and I chair the meeting and I stay after the meeting and I speak with a newcomer, that is just as valuable as putting that $20 bill in that basket. It is just as valuable to come and make a pot of coffee and make sure that someone who's living on the street, still in active addiction, coming into the meeting has a hot cup of coffee, right? That's just as life-saving as putting that money in the basket. I... Um, I have responsibility now. That's one of the spiritual principles we we talked about in this tradition. I have some responsibility and I recognize that I can, I can be responsible for a meeting and I can be responsible for carrying the message, but I can also be prudent, right? I don't have to, I don't have to financially end myself to make sure that the Narcotics Anonymous meeting goes on because should I die tomorrow despite my belief right this program will go on so i'm super grateful for that yeah thank you for letting me be of service and letting me share
1: thank you stephanie what you got phil
7: wow that was good uh, i'll i'll be i'll be real quick real quick but that that's just like uh, ever reminding us uh, that it's it's not um um always about money 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 uh, is is a problem uh uh, in this world, and th- and that's the, the thing that that I love about this tradition and like it says the solution is described by the problems taking personal responsibility frees us from self-made prison that opens us to alternatives and choices we may never have imagined so um like was was being read um uh, you know money money can can be the thing but it's not always about money it can be about somebody's uh uh, time and, uh, you know, the hand on the broom and cleaning up and this and that. And, uh, it's just that re- reminders to me to knock it full of myself because, um, uh, you know, I, I, I can go there, you know, and, and be judgmental and this and that, but, uh, it's just that reminder of getting out of the way and, and, uh, 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 tapping into the other spiritual principles of, of unity and, and, um, uh, all the other things that we got—unity you know, the, and the the autonomy and the the, the self-support and, and gratitude and, and, and things like that—and and look at the positive things that's that's going up into my life as well, uh, as into recovery and to our um, meetings and things like that, and and just having uh, different choices and 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 not being in that self-made prison—and that's all I have.
1: Awesome, thank you, Phil. What you got, Donna?
5: I think think this part of the book is trying to be really careful about saying, if you don't have much to give, then, then, then don't give much, right? I mean, be responsible, pay your bills, take care of that other stuff too. But and I so I went and peeked back a little bit to make sure it's going to talk about when it's time to give more, right? And and what it talks about then is as part of the group. But since we're talking about for members, there comes a time when it's time to stop putting a dollar in the basket, right? It's time to up the game, and um, not because necessarily. just because I'm making more money, but it's because I'm more capable. I'm more able to give back in a meaningful way to this program that has given so much to me. Now I give my time and I give my attention and I give my service, but I also open up my wallet and I give substantially to my home group every month. And, um, uh, not because I think it's my job by myself to, um, to support the group, but it's our job together to do that. And I I have other charities that I give to other places that I put my money that's important to me, community stuff, but there's none of them that are more important to me than Narcotics Anonymous. A dollar in the basket these days is when I got clean, a pack of cigarettes cost a dollar, right? So, so you know, I don't smoke anymore, but come on, I smoked a pack a day, right? So uh, um, there comes a time with accountability and all of that where it's time to to do more, right? Um, We've all kind of looked over, you know, our, uh, I've looked over my glasses at the person walking in with the Starbucks frappy thing, you know, who never has enough to pay their rent you know, always needing somebody else to buy their copy and never can throw anything into the basket. And um, that's on them, but I need to be clear for myself about my, what my responsibilities are. And literally, literally, if I took everything I have in my life and melted it down and gave it to Narcotics Anonymous, it would still not be enough. It would still not be enough. So I just wanted to make sure that that was being said as well. Thanks.
1: Awesome, Donna. That's a great point. What you got, Eric?
0: Uh, Good stuff. Yeah. I'm like, Phil, I'm going to be real quick. (laughs) Um, I actually put $2 in the basket tonight, but the only reason I did was because usually they have a book drawing at this meeting. My daughter really loves the, the book drawing. She's a little budding gambler, I think. And uh, they didn't have the book drawing tonight. So the $2 just went in the basket. And uh, I usually just put a buck in the basket, but my area is rich. And that's my excuse. So I only put a dollar in the basket. We got plenty of money in my area. I don't know about at a world level, but I know that my area is rich. Um, I really like this part, too, about the responsibility and freedom man. Taking personal responsibility frees us from our self-made prisons, man. Like, um, that was the first spiritual awakening I had, and that was in regards to my addiction, you know? Like, I found myself in rehab for the 20th fucking time, and I realized, holy shit, you know what I mean? It's not the court system. It's not my parents. It's not fucking anybody else. not these doctors that are failing me. It's all my choices that led me to this moment, man. And, like, I'm not a victim, and it was like my fucking head, you know what I mean? Like I think I've heard it described as like the, the thunderclap when you pull your head out of your ass or whatever, you know, but it wasn't something that I did. It was just something that I realized. And it's what's scary is that it took me until I was 34 years old to realize that I'd spent my whole life being a victim, but with that, and, and it was crushing. The responsibility felt crushing. Like, oh no, you know what I mean? I have to take responsibility. But with that came a spark of hope. And like, I, I knew that freedom was possible if I was just uh, able. And I like how they call it uh, our inability to take personal responsibility. And we were actually creating our own problems, right? So it's almost like the past tense. And I wasn't able. Today I am able, you know. And um, I'll just share a little bit on my discipline and like where, uh, where I go with money, man. Like, I used to spend. I'd save every dollar I I had for dope. You know what I mean? I wouldn't eat and I wouldn't fucking buy a cigarette. I wouldn't buy none of that shit. And that carried over into recovery to the point where, but it is fear, you know what I mean? But it's been better to come from that side and like slowly letting go of that, you know, and being willing to let go a little bit more than to just come in here balls to the wall, throwing money everywhere. And it served me well, man. And like, but also like I had to learn how to take care of myself, man. You know what I mean? Like I refused to go to the dentist for so long because I was scared to not have enough money. You know what I mean? I was always scared to not have enough money. I wanted to have a nice cushion in case something happened, just in case. And um but like today I get to take care of myself. I got in a car wreck, right? Somebody rear-ended me real bad. They rear ended me into the person in front of me and squished my little car. Squished it up like an accordion. And I only had personal down here in Florida, all you have to carry is personal injury protection, right? PIP. And so there was very little uh insurance money to cover any any damages and stuff, man. And so like Guess what lesson I learned from that, man? I got my ass full coverage on my new car, you know. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to any of this. Like it's nice to be able to um, to take care of myself today, to take personal responsibility, man, and, to, and then be able to let go a little bit uh, here and there. Maybe I'll get there with the money in the basket, you know. Um, I do love Narcotics Anonymous, man. And I think if, if if there is an op- if an opportunity or need arose. I would be willing to. I've done it before with my home group's um, holiday party that we put on every year. And, uh, you know, I just love this stuff, man. I love that. uh, That's how it started for me, man. Taking personal responsibility freed me from my self-made prison, you know, and that was the start of this whole thing. So I'm going to continue. That's it for me.
1: Awesome, Eric. Thanks. I think I shared enough tonight. So I just want to talk this one line here. Um, He said they needed me at the meeting more than the money. Um, if you, if you're listening, if you're, if you're out there, or you're wondering about, man, we need you, we do, we need people. Um, and, and I always relate that. I, I don't think it's ego. Like I'm the only me that we got and we don't have a you yet. So if you could show up, that'd be great. You know, like everyone, uh, you know, contacts other people or touches other people differently. Um, but I, I hundred uh, percent agree with, uh, Donna, like, um, my home group's not going without. And it's not because I, I'm, I'm rich or anything like that, but like, and I said on this podcast before, you, people matter more than money because those of us that are stuck around and stay, have the gratitude that we're never going to let it close. Um, so I know a couple of meetings out here that say like, if this is your first meeting, please don't put anything in the basket. Um, and I get that. Like it's, 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 we're not being supported by you or supported by the guys that are here and the home group members. Um, and we'll appreciate you being back, but like, I absolutely, I usually put $20 in the basket only because I don't usually carry cash. So I only do it like once every like four or five weeks, but you know, it's just usually a day that I stuck with cash and and I actually get made it to a meeting. Um, but I, I think this is where we're going to wrap up tonight. Uh, please come back next week and join us for episode 60. We will be taking off on page one twenty three. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply to your life. Share this resource with
3: anyone you feel led to do so.